Today is Wednesday, November 24th, 2021, and here are three things you need to know to be smart today. The death toll in the Wisconsin Christmas Massacre rises to six as the media doubles down on stupid. They continue to claim that it was an accident. They do not talk about the evil demonic man who mowed over and slaughtered six people at a Christmas parade. They don't want you to know who this person is. They don't want you to know their background, and they do not want you to know that they were radicalized by left-wing causes. Talking about left-wing causes, New York wishes to push a bill that will allow 800,000 non-citizens to vote in the most recent attack on our country and on our systems that keep this country sane, letting non-citizens vote, and Oklahoma files Kyle's Law in order to hold malicious prosecutors accountable and compensate victims. A wonderful adjustment here. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, getting to a little bit of a late start today because we were traveling uh, from Nashville back to Tampa and uh, got back in and rushed right to the studio. We have to talk about the Wisconsin massacre, the mass murder that happened at the hands of a deranged, satanic, demonic individual. And we must talk about who that individual is, who they killed, so that the media cannot set the narrative here because the media wants to set the narrative that the SUV is the one at fault. That's right. Most of the headlines that you're seeing from corporate media say that the SUV plowed in to a group of people that were in a Christmas parade. They blame the car. It is remarkable, truly. They blame the car, they blame the gun, they never blame the criminal. They will never blame the person if that person doesn't fit their narrative. If the person does fit the narrative that all white men are evil, and all white men are criminals, and all white men are radical right-wingers, well, then they'll badger you over the head with Kyle Rittenhouse's race, Kyle Rittenhouse's past photographs, Kyle Rittenhouse's social media uh, 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 four Doors More Whores <laughs> name of his social media handles, they will hit you with everything about that person if they fit the preconceived preset narrative. If they're not part of the narrative, then they will do everything to obscure this person's identity and they do not want you to know that it is a black supremacist cop-hating, America-hating, BLM-supporting demonic jackass who bought hook, line, and sinker into left-wing ideology that went and slaughtered six people now, six people now in Washika, Wisconsin. Daryl Brooks is the name of the murderer, not SUV. SUV is not the name of the murderer. Also, uh, gun, weapon of war, is not the name of the murderer if a gun is involved in a shooting. The gun shot no one. A human being shot somebody, and a human being named Daryl Brooks is the person who plowed through six people, children, and grannies, and slaughtered them at a Christmas parade. Here, I'm reading from Fox News, Daryl Brooks's Facebook posts called for violence against white people and support for Hitler. The old white people need to knock them the F out. Out, one Facebook message said from Daryl Brooks. A Facebook account appearing to belong to Daryl Brooks, the suspect behind the Washika Christmas parade attack, contains memes and messages calling for violence against white people, as well as suggesting Hitler was right for killing Jews in the Holocaust. Yeah, Daryl Brooks. This is the guy that the 
corporate leftist media is rushing to defend, and they are creating a phalanx around him to make sure that no negative information gets out about Daryl Brooks. They'd hate for you to know who they are creating in their radical, racialized agenda to make Americans hate each other more. Learned ND taught behavior. So when we start back knocking white people TF the F out, I want to hear it. The old white people knock them out, period. Brooks wrote on Facebook on June 9th, 2020, accompanied by the middle finger emoji. The account has since been deleted. He used the name Math Boy Fly, which is an alias Brooks used on stage for his amateur rap career. He also shared a meme titled, Hitler knew who the real Jews were, according to the Daily Mail. The message claimed that Adolf Hitler had warned that his genocide was partially prompted because he knew the Negroes are the true Hebrews, uh, appearing to promote the views of the black Hebrew Israelites. The Post added that America has moved false white Jews into a state of Israel and that World War III would unfold when people learned that Hitler was right and that he did a favor by killing the Jews. Again, great guy. Great guy. This is the person that the uh, corporate media is doing everything in their power, spending every second of every day trying to defend uh, or obfuscate who this person was. They do not want you to know the name Daryl Brooks. Daryl Brooks commented on the memes Real Game Right Here, which is accompanied by a hashtag research. Uh, such claims about Hitler have been debunked. Hmm, interesting. There wasn't a fact check on that post. What do you know? In June 9th, 2020, he shared an ESPN article about an NBA player explaining that his belief of what white privilege is, Brooks commenting on the piece, interesting. The same month, he shared a post about white a white police officer being violent towards peaceful protesters. Another post he showed uh, support for Black Lives Matter accompanied by the middle finger emoji and a police officer emoji according to a screenshot uh, by the Daily Mail. Uh, a more recent post also showed his Facebook account weighing in on Kyle Rittenhouse's verdict, saying that he wasn't surprised one bit Rittenhouse was acquitted uh, following a high-profile trial regarding the fatal shootings of two men and the injury of another during the riots in Kenosha, the BLM riots in Kenosha. The riots came in response to a white police officer shooting a black man, Jacob Blake, leaving him partially paralyzed. While Sheikah police did not immediately respond to Fox News' request for comment if they are investigating the post that Brooks made on Facebook, Facebook did not uh, respond either, according to this article. So yeah, do not believe the lies that this had nothing to do with race, that Daryl Brooks was just a man fleeing the scene of a crime. They want you to believe that. That's what they want you to think. Do not believe the lies. Do not believe the narrative. The narrative is broken. The narrative is not real. They want you to forget about this. They don't want you to think about this because it hurts them and their preferred political ideology. This is how corporate media works. If it is in support of the narrative, then great. If it is against the narrative, the narrative being that all white people are the domestic terrorists and all white people are evil and there is no such thing as racism in any other race other than white people that there's no such thing as black supremacy, that there's no such thing as uh, a large a segment of people that really praise Hitler uh, of all races, and these people are sick, disgusting, uh, and monstrous individuals that should not be released on bail. They do not want you to know those things, and so they make sure that you don't hear those things. We are at peak Hunter Biden laptop all over again. They will just shut down the story if it doesn't fit the preconceived narrative, if it just doesn't fit the agenda of the day. Daryl Brooks does not fit the agenda of the day. He is the opposite of the agenda of the day. 
He's a black supremacist, and he shows exactly what a hyper-racialized society can do and the poison that that adds to your brain and how it makes you capable of mass murder. And the newest, the newest victim of Daryl Brooks's murderous rampage is an eight-year-old, Jackson Sparks. He was a sweet and talented boy, according to Fox News again. An eight-year-old boy has become the sixth person to have died in Washika Christmas Parade attack after being remembered by his baseball team while he was marching with the sweet, talented boy. He was such a joy to coach, says his coach. Jackson Sparks, who underwent brain surgery on Sunday night, died from his injuries on Tuesday, according to a GoFundMe page set up for his family. Jackson and his 12-year-old brother, Tucker, who was marching alongside of him, were one of three sets of siblings that have been injured in the attack. God, it's grotesque. Oh my God, this is so disgusting. This afternoon, our dear Jackson has succumbed to injuries and passed away, read the post on the page, adding that Tucker, by the grace of God, is miraculously recovering from his injuries and will be discharged home. Thank God for that. The page earlier described the siblings' parents, Aaron and Sherry, as people of faith, and that Tucker sustained road rash and a fractured skull. Goodness gracious. Please know that they appreciate your continued prayer and tremendous outpouring for support for our family, uh, the Post said, and they asked for privacy in this time. Jackson Sparks of Mukawongo was marching in the parade Sunday with his Blazers baseball team, Fox 6 reported. Jackson was a sweet, talented boy who was a joy to coach. He was an awesome utility player and played on the Blazers Wolfpack team, the president of the team, Jeff Rogers, said in a Facebook post. Jackson was tender-hearted and had a contagious smile. He was the little guy on the team that everybody supported. You couldn't, uh, you could, uh, you could not help but love him. The Mukawango area school district also told Fox Six that is heartbroken over the loss of lives in the Washika Christmas Parade tragedy. It wasn't a tragedy; it was a massacre. It was a mass killing. Sadly, we lost one of our students today. We are honoring the family's request for privacy at this time and thoughts and prayers with the family in our community. It's, it's so sickening that in a attack this monstrous, the corporate media is doing everything that they can not to make sure that the killing doesn't happen again, but because the killer is the wrong skin color, the killer had the wrong political views, meaning the political views that they support, the, well, then they must be protected. And we're going to get to in the next segment exactly how our corporate press is rushing to protect a mass Killer. Ladies and gentlemen, when Donald Trump says the media is the enemy of the people, he is correct. He is correct. You can't, You are just monsters. You people are demonic for protecting this man. And we're going to show you exactly how they're doing it uh, uh, coming right up. First off, ladies and gentlemen, we have to talk about some other type of protection, the protection that we do in the Johnson household every single time we slap a steak on the grill. And that kind of protection is the protection of American jobs and American workers. We love this country a lot, and we want to support people who work in America and American products in our family. That is why we use Good Ranchers. We use Good Ranchers for all of the meat inside of the Johnson household. Good Ranchers is 100% American-sourced American meat. And we just got their cowboy box. We just got home today. The cowboy box was there. It just arrived this morning. Oh, my gosh. Bone, these bone-in ribeyes, these massive cuts of meat. You can't even get this stuff anymore at the store because of supply chain problems. You can get it from Good Ranchers because Good Ranchers comes from America. And you support American farmers and ranchers when you use Good Ranchers. 
Use Good Ranchers in order to protect American jobs. And ladies and gentlemen, the meat is just better, period. It's better. American steaks and American beef, the best in the world. Our cows are happy because everyone's happy in America. This is the greatest country in the world. So please support Good Ranchers. Go to goodranchers.com backslash betting right now and get 10 free bistro fillets. In addition, if you subscribe, you'll save $25 on each subscription box of mouth-watering American meats for life. These boxes will show up right on schedule to your door. That's 10 free Bistro Filets, $100 value there, and free express shipping. $25 for your monthly subscription for life. GoodRanchers.com backslash Benny. All right, I am so disgusted by our corporate press. I am so disgusted by our media. Anything to protect the narrative, never the use of their eyeballs and their platforms in order to help Americans, never the use in order to protect Americans. No, no, no. The only thing that must be protected is corporate Democrat narratives set forth by the DNC and the overlords uh, that are super mega donors to the Democratic Party. That's it. That's it. Jeff Bezos, Jeff Zucker, the boardrooms, who are all left-wing Democrats, they must protect their narrative. And the narrative says that the real terrorists and the real racists are white, right-wing men, and that the attack in Washika, Wisconsin, we mustn't cover the race or the political ideologies or the motivations of the attacker. And what are the motivations? Well, he has been charged with intentional homicide. Now, right away, CNN galvanized in order to protect the uh, the narrative that he was just fleeing another crime. All right, first off, I mean, Daryl Brooks should have never been on the road. Daryl Brooks breaking right now was uh, was indicted for planning on uh, bombing the a casino in Las Vegas, the Nugget Casino. He wanted to bomb it, and they indicted him on conspiracy to bomb the casino. This guy's a sex trafficker. He's on camera admitting to sex trafficking. He was... In prison, he was being charged with running over someone with his car already. That's why he had to post bail. He had to post bail because he was go, go, he had already ran someone over. His The mother of his child ran this person over at a gas station. This guy is a demonic monster, period. Race doesn't matter. Ideology doesn't matter. I will gladly leave those things off the table and just go straight into his criminal record and say he should have never been on the street. But he's on the street. Why? Because of Democrat policies. So they, like, what you are seeing right now in corporate press is so disgusting, and it is it is so uh, uh, such an abomination, a bastardization of the truth. And the only way you will make a more peaceful, better country is if we actually learn the truth about these people and understand where they're coming from, who these monsters are. Understand how they became radicalized. It's the only way you're going to fix a country where political violence is the problem. And here, and here we are. Here we are. So let's go ahead and read through. Uh, you have so many incidences of the press. They all get their talking points, right? They get their talking points. One uh, left-wing site sees what the other left-wing site's doing and says, oh, yeah, that's good. Let's do that. Let's call it, let's call it a Christmas attack. Let's call it a parade crash. The Associated Press wrote, Child is sixth dead in Washika parade crash. It's not a parade crash. It's an intentional homicide, you jackasses. 
The pattern continued with ABC, Yahoo, and Time Magazine referring to the incident as a crash. It's not a crash, it's an intentional homicide. Enemy of the people. Huffington Post coverages said suspect in deadly Washika parade crash charged with intentional homicide. There we go, parade crash. CNN wrote that the charges in an article titled Sixth Victim Has Died in a Deadly Washika Christmas Parade Crash. That's right, they all get the talking point. It's a parade crash. It's not a terrorist attack. It's not a mass murder by a black nationalist. By the way, all the victims are white. This guy is talking about how he wants white people to die in his Facebook posts. He happened to mow over the dancing grannies, and he's talking about beating up and, and clobbering old white people. Hmm, sounds like a little correlation there. Sounds like if Kyle Rittenhouse had posted about, uh, if Kyle Rittenhouse had posted about shooting or killing black people, I think that would probably be pretty important in his trial. I, I wonder if we would know about it. I wonder. I really wonder if that if that would be something that would be um, germane to his trial. Really. NPR wrote that Brooks's hearing with the, wrote about the hearing because Brooks went to court saying man charged for Washika parade crash makes first court appear. So parade crash was the the memo. The memo says refer to it as a parade crash, not a intentional homicide, which is what the police refer to it as because in the police report they say that he sped up. They say this man sped up in order to hit these people. He had a chance to slow down and instead he increased his speed and he targeted the individuals. It is baffling, baffling why you would rush to protect this person. Newsweek said that the Washika Deadly Parade Christmas Parade crash on their banner on their website. Newsweek updated and said it is a Washika Deadly Christmas Parade crash. Parade crash. That was the talking point that went out. The memo that went out. USA Today repeatedly wrote about the Washika Parade crash going as far as to label Brooks as the Washika parade crash suspect. Goodness. Washika parade crash devastates holiday favorites, the dancing grannies, PBS writes. Enemy of the people. Enemy of the people. What do they, what do they, what do they call the Kyle Rittenhouse? What do they call Kyle Rittenhouse? It is, it is fortuitous that Kyle Rittenhouse was exonerated this week. What do they call Kyle Rittenhouse? Uh, they, they, well, I mean, they they automatically called him a white supremacist terrorist, just like straight out. They didn't call it the uh, Kenosha, the Kenosha, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, firearm uh, discharge. What, what would be the what would be the the Kenosha firearm discharge? There, that's the that's the equivalent version of this headline. Yeah, not a lot of those flying around. Here's what it sounded like on CBS uh, reporting on this mass murder. Bank worker. We are also hearing from the uncle of one of the 18 children hurt in the crash on Sunday. David Begno reports on how one 11-year-old girl is doing. Parade crash, parade crash, parade crash. The memo went out. The talking points went out. Not potential hate crime inspired black supremacist cop hating murderous goon who should have never been on the street in the first place slaughtering grannies and young people. No, it's a parade crash. MSNBC called it an accident. These jackasses. Listen. One thing I do worry, actually two things, Stephanie, is one is the idea of contagion. Uh, whether it has anything to do with this uh, uh, accident last night and, and the killing of these people. It's just enough to make your blood boil. 
It's just enough to make your blood boil. Why do I get? Why do I care so much about it? I mean, it's, listen, like it, ever since I've been alive, you could remember listening to Rush Limbaugh talk about the liberal bias in the corporate press. Ever since I've been alive, we just went on a hunt recently with Brent Bozell. Brent Bozell uh, has run the Media Research Center since the '80s, right? Talking about how our corporate press is liberally biased. This is not why I'm upset. This is an old headline. It's as old as I've been alive. I was born in 1986. It's not because this is a new headline that we have a corporate media that is left-wing and biased. It is because it is destroying our country. The reason why somebody like Daryl Brooks is able to become radicalized is because all he has to do is look at CNN or MSNBC, the New York Times, or the Washington Post, and look at the incidents increasing of white nationalism being reported on or mentioned. All he has to do is look at the racialization and the stoking of hatred between race groups that is happening on a daily basis in our damn corporate media. He just has to absorb the poison. And there are probably more of them out there. And you can see it in his own words, praising Hitler, posting about the nation of Islam, praising the Holocaust, talking about who the real Hebrews are, talking about hurting white people. Ladies and gentlemen, Daryl Brooks is the end result product of a society that is race-obsessed and that sells the lies that cops are simply there to murder black people. It is a lie, and Daryl Brooks bought it hook, line, and sinker that, that white people are the enemy of black people. It is what you get inside of a tribalized, racialized society, and our country will collapse. This will happen every single weekend if we do not get this fixed. And the only way to fix it is for us to have a reckoning about the rhetoric. For us to have a reckoning about this entire... It's, it's, a, it's a pathology at this point to view everything through the lens of race and to view every single story and every single incident as a racial incident. I have a headline for you guys. Most Americans don't care. They don't care about race. They do not give a damn. They only care because you people won't stop talking about it. And quite frankly, we live in a pretty happy country right now. I mean, I know a lot of people that are really unhappy, you know, about what Joe Biden is doing in this country and about their day-to-day lives. But nonetheless... People are buying the Thanksgiving dinners, and we're about to get to, in the next segment, all of the like true extremism and radicalization that libs are trying to do now in, in just total desperation because they know they're going to lose uh, all power uh, in the coming months. But nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, this is why I'm upset, and this is why I've spent the last couple podcasts talking about this. It is truly a cancer in the heart of the country that our press continues to push these things. And if we do not, in incidences and moments like this, take a step back and say, wow, how did Daryl Brooks become so radical? Maybe we had a part in it. If there is not an honest reckoning about it, then it is going to happen again and again and again. And maybe it's my family next time. Maybe it's your family next time. It's a sickening thing, and it's something that should bother all of us. All right. We'll talk about what's uh, going on, the insanity that is happening on a, on a uh, localized level, uh, some of the more localized policies of the left that they are pushing that is just 
just rage-inducing in the next segment. First, uh, Birch Gold, ladies and gentlemen. I am really, really concerned about the way that America is spending money right now. Truly, the only reason the dollar is valuable is because there are few of them. Scarcity equals value. And if you continue to print dollars like they are worth nothing, they will be worth nothing. It is a tale as old as time. Ask someone in Caracas or ask someone in Berlin. Ask anyone inside of Havana. If you continue to print and print and print money, ask a banker in Zimbabwe, ladies and gentlemen, you will make your currency worthless. It is really, really a bad idea, but no no one cares. No one listens. $3.5 trillion dollars. Something like something like seventy percent of all of the dollars in circulation were printed over the last few years, guys. It's 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 untenable. It's untenable. It is. We are we are heading towards the cliff, and it is very very scary to think about it. Uh, that is why I diversify my savings with physical gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold Group is the company that I trust with precious metals. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and countless five-star reviews, thousands of satisfied customers, and they can help you protect your hard earnings right now. Thanks to a little-known section of the IRS tax code, you can legally move your IRA or 401k into precious metals with no tax implications or penalties. To get started protecting your savings in a tax-sheltered account, request a free info kit from Birch Gold by texting the word Benny to 989898. That's the word Benny to 989898 to get your comprehensive 20-page kit that reveals how gold and silver can protect your savings and how you can move your IRA or 401k out of volatile stocks and into precious metals. Those volatile stocks will be crushed, crushed when the dollar collapses. Not good, guys. Go ahead and call Birch Gold Group today. Text the word Benny to 989898 to get started. All right, ladies and gentlemen, just further insanity. I just, uh, you know, how radical can they get? Well, this is the goal. The goal is to strip you, the uh, an American, uh, of every right that you have. See, you have too many rights. You have the right to own a gun. You have the right to protest. You have the right to say mean things about the regime in charge of this country, the authoritarians in charge of this nation. You have too many rights. One of the rights that you have totally disabused and that you must be punished for is your right to vote. You see, you don't vote the right way all the time. You like to vote for guys like Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis. You like to vote for senators like Josh Hawley. So we have to make sure that your vote is diluted and that your vote is watered down and that people who aren't even Americans can vote and then they can cancel out your vote. And that's precisely what's happening in New York. New York bill pushes to allow 800,000 non-U.S. citizens to vote. This from Fox.com. New York City may let 800,000 non-U.S. citizens vote. Incredible. New York City may soon permit hundreds of thousands of non-citizens to vote in municipal elections. The bill aims to amend the city's charter by including a new chapter with provisions for allowing green card holders and those who work with authorization to register to vote and take part in citywide elections through the creation of a separate municipal voter registration. Eric Adams supported the concept when he was campaigning for mayor early this year. Eric Adams is the mayor-elect. I'm not sure exactly when he assumes office. We cannot be a beacon to the world and continue to attract global talent, energy, and entrepreneurship. 
that has allowed our city to thrive for centuries if we do not give immigrants a vote in how this city is run and what our priorities are for the future, Adams said in February, according to the New York Daily News. God in heaven. The New York Times reported that the bill would allow an estimated 800,000 non-citizens to vote. The bill says residents must be living in the city for at least 30 days prior to the election. It also specifies that it only applies to municipal elections and calls for a separate form of voter registration to reflect that. Nothing in this chapter shall be construed so that to confer upon municipal voters the right to vote for any state or federal office or any state or federal ballot question, the bill says. Mm. Okay, yeah, right. Just like next, right? Next. That's just next. You can always see the writing on the wall. These pricks are always so transparent. It's just next. It's the next thing they're going to do. They always get their foot in the door, just a peak, just a crack, just a little bit, and then they push. And then you'll see them saying that it is voting is a right for anyone who has feet inside of America. Anyone from Mexico can travel here and vote in American elections, and our elections will suddenly become meaningless. Truly, it, they'll be able to make out of whole cloth uh, uh, voter registrations and ballots from anyone for anywhere, and they'll be the, the the communist takeover of the country will be complete, right? Because then they'll be able to they'll be able to get every result. They'll be able to get the preconceived, preset result that they've always wanted. Uh, if they can just make up eight hundred thousand votes out of nowhere, eight hundred thousand votes. I mean, that's enough to swing any election anywhere in the country. If you are able to allow eight hundred thousand non-residents, non-Americans to vote in America's largest city. For who is going to run that city? Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, that's not democracy. That's not democracy. That's insanity. That is exactly, I mean, that's how, that's how the city collapses within a, a, a generation or less. Because then there's absolutely no value to citizenship. There's no value to residency. The, your vote becomes meaningless at that point. Name one other place in the world where this happens. London, Tokyo, Moscow. Why don't you go to Moscow and try to vote just period, but try and vote uh, as an American in Moscow. See what happens. You'll be put in jail, most likely. Ladies and gentlemen, this is insane. Go to Berlin or Paris and try and vote there as an American. It, it, it's, it, like, also, why? Why would you want to do that? Why? I mean, if, if not for fraud, if not for fraudulence, then why? There is, there, is, there is no other reason. The only reason is fraudulence. That's why. The only reason is that once you have, as we found out in 2020, once you have, once the vote means nothing, when your vote is worth less than the paper that it is printed on, then that is how you are able to rig. It is how you are able to corrupt. It is how you are able to push the margins and fiddle with the numbers. It's how you get Fulton counties. It's how you get votes out of Michigan that stop voting in the middle of the night and then restart and the numbers have all changed. Ladies and gentlemen, we all saw it. It's evil. I sat inside of my home in Washington, D.C. and received ballot after ballot after ballot for every person who has lived in that house before. Ballot after ballot after ballot kept dropping on our door. 
So many ballots. I don't know what we had at the end of it, 10, 15 ballots inside of our little home in Washington, D.C. So multiply that times every single house in Washington, D.C. It's just like printing dollars. Once you, If you print a million ballots and you only have 300,000 people voting and every single one of those ballots get turned in, your vote is worthless. It's fatally flawed and, and the, the vote just didn't matter. But if you control all the ballots and if you control who is voting, quote unquote, who is voting, well, then you can just rig every election. You have a preconceived outcome. And it's what these authoritarians want. It's why they call the right authoritarians. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, everything that they say that we are doing, they are the ones actually doing it. Just like colluding with Russia. Hillary Clinton was the one colluding with Russia for her dossier. They are indeed the ones who are the authoritarians. They just, they hate this democracy thing. They hate our republic. They hate you Americans. They hate our country and they want to remake it into their own communist utopia. And the utopia is the utopia is hell for you on a day-to-day basis. The utopia is simply uh, uh, the outcomes that they will always want. These uh, elections are too inconvenient for them. And so get ready for this push. This is the next push. The next push is to allow illegal immigrants to vote in this country, period. Trust me. Take it to the bank. Screenshot the tweet. This is the next push. Illegal immigrants voting in our country. Uh, the, the national bill on its way. Trust me. This is what's going to happen. The left will push for this. Oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you hate to see it. You hate to see it. But I can see it. I can see it because I use better spectacles. (laughs) I can see it because I have better spectacles. Better spectacles is the eyeglasses company that I use. You can see these fine glasses on Newsmax for our Newsmax show on social media every single day. I wear glasses and they are so important to my life. If I take them off, then I cannot see anything. Truly, I'm 35 and I've become just utterly blind It is why I am so proud to partner with Better Spectacles. They have truly the best glasses in the world. They are authentic German-engineered Rotenstock eyewear. And Rotenstock is a 144-year-old company, the world's gold standard for glasses. They have 500 patents and a decade ahead of every other eyeglasses company on the market. Truly, the eyeglasses that I use are the computer spectacles, which really help with my neck strain. It helps with the energies for my eyes because I'm looking at screens and computers all day long and I get to see 40% better. That's because these Rotenstock eyewear has an advanced algorithm for more than 2 million patients measuring 7,000 points in the eye. They're super sophisticated and they work better than any eyeglasses I have ever used. Go to betterspectacles.com backslash Benny now to schedule a teleoptical appointment. You can even have, you can you don't even have to leave your home to do this. It's teleoptical. They're offering an introductory 61% off their computer plus free handcrafted German-made Rotenstock frames with every order. Go now, betterspectacles.com backslash Benny. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's end on a positive note. We're heading into the uh, Thanksgiving Day weekend here. Positive note. Kyle's Law. Kyle's Law is filed in Oklahoma. I think this has a good chance of being made and turned into law. What is Kyle's Law? Kyle's Law is a law set to hold malicious prosecutors accountable and compensate victims when the prosecutors do not have the evidence and they are just doing a politically charged 
prosecution, which is precisely what you saw in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Let's read here from the Daily Wire. Oklahoma Senator files Kyle's law to hold malicious prosecutors accountable. The state senator from Oklahoma has filed legislation named after Kyle Rittenhouse that seeks to compensate defendants for malicious prosecution if they are charged with murder but later found not guilty due to justifiable homicide. Senator Nathan Dom, Nathan Dom, uh, Republican from Broken Arrow, who is running for U.S. Senate, filed Senate Bill 1120 called Kyle's Law on Tuesday. Rittenhouse was found not guilty of murder last week after fatally shooting two men and injuring a third during the riots last year in Kenosha, Wisconsin. In a press release, Dom's office explained the bill. Under, Dom, uh, under Dom's legislation, if a person is charged with murder but is found not guilty due to justifiable homicide, uh, in other words, self-defense, the state would have to reimburse the defendant for all reasonable costs, including loss of wages, legal fees incurred, and other expenses involved in their defense. When the homicide is determined to be justified and the accused establishes that they have sustained injury due to malicious prosecution, then that person will be awarded fair and just compensation. Well, that is exactly what would have prevented the Kyle Rittenhouse case from being brought because the jury found Kyle Rittenhouse not guilty time and time again on four different days of deliberation, and the state clearly did not present enough evidence in order to prosecute or even bring the case against Kyle Rittenhouse. It was so embarrassing. People need to watch the trial. It's so embarrassing how few people watched the trial at all, knew anything about it, and just took their talking points from our broken corporate press. Just like we started this show, ladies and gentlemen, the press have a narrative that must not be veered from. You have to deliver the narrative. The narrative was that Kyle Rittenhouse was an evil terrorist, racist, uh, white supremacist who went and shot uh, black people. Uh, because police killed Jacob Blake. None of it's true, but it has been legitimately repeated verbatim on air time and time again. And so low IQ, smooth-brained, uh, uh, cogs of the system, they just gobble that up, and that just becomes their reality. It is truly sick. It, I mean, it's dangerous. It's so dangerous. Thank God for laws like this. I hope that it gets passed in Oklahoma. Kyle Rittenhouse should never have been charged. The video evidence from early on showed that it was a lawful self-defense, Senator Dom says. This is the Oklahoma senator. It's our duty to protect the rights of the people we represent, and the right to self-defense is paramount. This bill will ensure that what happened to Kyle Rittenhouse cannot happen again to the people of Oklahoma. Good. Good on him, Senator Dom. We support you on this show. Thank you. We hope that Kyle's law gets passed nationally. This should be something that everybody cheers for. Black, white, or purple. This is absolutely, precisely the kind of laws that prevent the political prosecutions or racist prosecutions or the type of um, malevolent prosecutions that, that, that the left screams about all the time in criminal justice reform. This is the type of law that prevents that. And so we're for it. We're for it. And we want people to get fair trials. We want people to live in a constitutional system where they have the right to defend themselves. They have the right to due process. 
and the right to double jeopardy. They cannot be charged again. Kyle Rittenhouse will never be charged again uh, in these cases. He is a free man. He's going around doing a little media circuit right now. It's a beautiful thing. Kyle Rittenhouse posing with uh, Trump in a viral photo that was just a bombshell of a viral photo. It was everywhere last night. Uh, and we we thank the jury uh, for their deliberations. They found Kyle not guilty. Our show is here to tell you the truth. The truth is that Kyle was not guilty. We have been saying that for weeks. We saw the evidence. We're seeing the evidence now in some other horrifying cases across the country. We're going to keep telling you the truth. That is why we're here. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show.